Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Barry Dean. He's the co-founder and CEO at Lucy. Barry, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I actually think you guys and what you guys are doing at Lucy is probably the most inspiring company I've ever had on the show in 500 plus episodes. So I'm actually honored to have you on the show. And I think what you guys are doing is amazing. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Kansas, a little town near Joplin, Missouri, um, if you're Route 66 fans. And um, so I grew up there in that little town. And uh, uh, the company that owned the most Pizza Huts was there. And Bill Russell from the (laughs) Dodgers came from there. And that's about, you know, that's kind of what we were known for. Those were our big things, really. (laughs) (laughs) Very, Very cool. So you went to university. What did you take and why? Well, I went to Pittsburgh, this little college there called Pittsburgh State University, not the big Pitt State in Pennsylvania, but Pittsburgh State. This college, the mascot is a gorilla and um, (laughs) we're the only one in the country. And when I first went, I studied music and then somewhere in there, I switched over. My dad convinced me that uh, I should switch to printing management because he said there will always be somebody printing checks. That was the logic. And so this was in the 80s. And uh, so uh, after that, you know, years later, I became more interested in futurist things after that prediction. But um, but I went there and studied uh, some technical things and, and music and and um, and and found my way through that program. So uh, then I went into the music business for a little while and then I left the music business when I was like 21. I'd, I'd moved wow. to L.A. and jumped out and and. Um, came back and then I ended up working at a, an education curriculum company and um, they developed what was then called technology education. Some people called it applied physics then, or, or it's kind of become STEM or STEAM. And so um, uh, I was involved in that for quite some time with Lego education and helping develop marketing and communication. And then in my thirties, I switched gears and and became a songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee. Started making trips to Nashville, and and ended up becoming a professional songwriter. Which, saying you're a professional songwriter is a little strange, right? So, sure, true. but <laughs> but you've worked with some of the biggest names on the planet, correct? I get to work with wonderful artists, and uh, <laughs> you know, and country artists, and a few pop artists, and and it's been a a, a joy to get to do that. But I think you know. Because I came to Nashville later, you know, I was 38 when I finally moved here. Um, then I think I appreciated it even more, you know, and then when I was younger, you know, you just are, you, you realize what a great gig it is to get to do that. Somebody I know says saying you're a songwriter is like saying you're a Keebler elf. It's just a very rare gig and you should be glad you get to do it. So, Sure. No, that's a, that's amazing. So what exactly is Lucy? And how did you come to found it? 
Well, Lucy itself is a, it's a technology for power wheelchairs. It's a, an add-on to it. The system fits onto existing power wheelchairs. Uh, it's, not its, it's not its own wheelchair. It works on existing wheelchairs and uses sensors to help it see its environment and prevent it from smashing into walls, dropping off curbs, or tipping over, those kinds of things, because uh, that's pretty, pretty common in the world of wheelchairs. Now, I have a daughter, Catherine, uh, and uh, she just turned 21. And when she was little, she got a power chair. And um, we went, we, she was so little, you know, she was uh, maybe five years old. And, and we go and the chair is very expensive. You know, the MSRP on these things is north of 60,000. You know, wow. uh, I think our current one is like 83,000. And, um, and with insurance, you know, there's games with all that. But right. we, we get the power chair. And she's a little kid and she hits the button and it takes off going seven miles an hour uh, down the hallway. And me and the sales guy grab onto the back of it. It's dragging us and goes straight into the wall. Oh, wow. And so uh, like a lot of parents, I, I brought it home and parked it in the garage sure. <laughs> for a while. But but eventually uh, we let it out of the garage and we began practicing driving and she learned how to drive it and became a, a very good driver. And. And we've had now three or four power wheelchairs uh, in her lifetime. Now, the, the interesting thing about that, though, is um, I'm, I was riding with a friend of mine and a recording artist. And, and this friend of mine's mother has the same model chair my daughter has. Okay. And his mother took the ramp, was driving on a sidewalk, and took the ramp just a little early. And uh, where a, a two and a half inch drop would have been okay for that particular model of wheelchair but a three and a half inch drop wasn't and it threw her and broke her knee and, oh. and all kinds of traumatic injuries. Well, I had never really thought about, you know, how, what the weight, these things weigh, you know, 350 pounds, something like that or more. Okay. And um, I just hadn't thought through the ability for a thing to, to harm her. And sure. uh, so I, I began looking for a solution. And I, I honestly did not set out to start a company. Uh, I was just looking for a solution to a problem um, that obviously affected my friend's family and now was concerning me about our family. And I start doing research and I'm turning up these numbers of, you know, 175,000 people a year go to ER for wheelchair injuries. And, and you know, I'm just going, I had no idea this was this was a thing, how common these tips and falls were. And, and, um, and I'm finding some horror stories, you know, and, uh, sure. and so I, I start looking for a solution because I just assumed it existed. I couldn't find it. And so I called my brother, my brother's 14 years younger and a really successful engineer in product design and systems engineering and, and, uh, and especially in controlled areas, you know, uh, okay. gases and things. And, and so I called him and I said, hey, help me find this. I'm doing research and I, I'm looking for a solution. And he couldn't find it either. And so we went to the, uh, the main conference that they have for this called the International Seating Symposium. And okay. again, thought we would find it. And we got there and uh, not only was it not there, uh, nobody was really working on it. Um, it, it seemed that it was, uh, it was a hard thing to do. And... Sure. Um, and so that's when we began saying, let's just let's just work on this. Let's see if we can come up with a way to to mitigate this problem for for Catherine. And and then when we did, 
um, that's when we said, wow, we, we might should consider, we could help a lot of people and, and this technology could, could really do other things. And that's when we kind of changed our vision over from just finding a solution to, to maybe this is a, maybe this is an opportunity that we hadn't seen before. No, oh, that's amazing. So the technology that you guys have built, let's be honest, there's some of the biggest brands on the planet basically trying to build the same thing, but for cars and, and other kind of motorized vehicles. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. I mean, certainly. And, and I do think there are maybe some differences that our particular use case allowed us to um, have a lens to see the thing a little differently. Um, okay. I think the tendency is to say the goal is autonomy. Right. And um, with wheelchairs, that's not really accurate. Um, the goal is independent mobility. Right. And so I want help or I want the, you know, I may want some safety systems or some uh, assistance in certain situations, but I, as the user, am in control. Uh, and so we're going to deal very heavily with uh, the human, keeping that human in the loop, where I think the, the tendency with the autonomous vehicles uh, that the larger variety was, hey, we'll just make them completely autonomous from the gotcha. get-go. And so that's a little different. And the other, the other thing that I think was different about our approach was, you know, in dealing with a car, I'm not trying to imply, oh, this is so easy for cars. I, and I'm not the CTO, but but you have rules of the road. You have signs and roadways and mapping. And there's so many things you can bring to bear uh, on that situation to help. But in in the user of a wheelchair's world, you're driving in your home, down right. narrow hallways, you're going out in your yard, you're on sidewalks, you're in vans, you're going to schools, you're going everywhere. And there aren't posted regulations and, and there aren't maps of the insides of these buildings or sidewalks. Um, so you are really operating uh, in, in, an, in, in an area that is, is uh, a little different and it creates other issues. Uh, another example would be, you know, uh, the, an, a power wheelchair is an electric wheelchair. So we had to be concerned about uh, power draw and, oh, and yeah. uh, transferability of people in and out of the chair. So, so we suddenly, instead of just going, okay, we're going to use very expensive LIDAR and wrap this thing and put a, a server rack on here and do those kinds of things, that solution wasn't going to, uh, to offer the, the power the cost or the uh, the uh, performance demand that we were going to need at really high tolerances, and so that led us to to kind of going in a different direction, and and now that's that's turning out to be a really good thing. Interesting. So walk us through the early stages and early prototypes to what Lucy is today and how it fits on to current models of wheelchairs. Well, it's it's been quite a journey, and and we imagine. we started a few years ago, and uh, and then we announced uh, that we existed a, a year ago in June. So oh, it's been a little over a year. Thank you, and and then we started selling in at the end in March of this year. So Thank so you. it's been just that time of, as an example is what it took to deal with you know distribution and supplier arrangements in this industry. So there's there right. were lots lots of elements to it, but. But the the early models, you know, we did early prototypes and then we we pretty quickly came up with an approach towards sensor fusion and and how we and, and 
you know, processing. And, and so at that point, then uh, we had our beta users that, that tested it for, you know, 40,000 plus hours. And, and wow. we learned so much from the clinicians. We really early on engaged clinicians and actual users, not just my daughter, but other users in Colorado and, and here and, and their, their feedback and insight was, was incredible and still is. And so, so that, that was a very different way of approaching it um, to sort of make sure we're, we're dealing with the things that concern them. But also we had some great advisors who had worked in autonomous vehicle design and precision agriculture. And, um, and those uh, kind of experienced um, intellectual property engineers kind of were able to say, yes, but what do you want to see in the next 20 years? What levels of connectivity? How do you want this to move forward? And so that really helped us uh, a lot is to, to, to start with a longer view of, uh, we call them the 42, the 42 stories of things we saw wheelchairs doing if they became the command center uh, for someone's uh, independently mobile life. And so, so that's really all of this was about, we were meeting these phenomenal people and then we were looking at the wheelchair and realizing it was not living up to the potential of the person in the chair. Sure. And so, and I feel that way about my daughter. And so at, at that point we felt like, okay, let's, let's push that way. Let's, let's begin to try to see if this chair can, can live up to the potential of the people that are, that are utilizing it. And, mm -hmm. um, and so it's been a it's been a great learning uh, journey. You know, I, I don't come at it from a, a technical place. I, as you know, I'm, you know, coming at it from this songwriter, um, uh, creative in that space. Uh, and my brother is really the technical. Uh, uh, this would be a very short story without him. I'd be dad wants to make a change. Dad wishes. Uh, but then when you bring my brother into it, it suddenly became an empowered story of uh, and there's a great team we have here in Nashville, our corporate group. And then in Colorado, we have our engineering and R&D team. So that's been. Very cool. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, 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 it, and it's worked well in the light of all the changes in the last year or so. Sure. So walk us through. So I order Lucy. How do I, how do I set it up and, and what do I need to do? to actually mm -hmm. get it into a current wheelchair? Well, that's a great question. Uh, the Most of the time, people who are getting a wheelchair are getting it in a seating and mobility clinic of some kind. So, okay. so they'll have a clinician or a, and or ATP that's helping them. And so they'll be ordering their chair. And there's a, a, just a number, besides the brands of chairs, and there's four or five main brands of chairs that are made. Okay. Um, and um, Besides picking a brand, you would choose, did you want a front wheel or mid wheel or rear wheel drive? And again, if you've never purchased a chair and most people haven't, um, there's a lot to this. And the seating sure. is very important because if the seating is not um, and the chair is not set up properly, the measurements of the leg and seating correctly, um, it can lead to pressure injuries, which can be oh, wow. incredibly uh, a major problem. Yeah, yeah that so can be huge. Yeah, it's a huge deal, and especially if you're dealing with these medical wheelchairs. You know, you'll see, um, you know, you can find little things at the mall or scooters and on Amazon that are just a few thousand dollars. But we're now talking about a chair that is a medically 
necessary and right. and it's made to serve a person three to five years and then be okay. replaced and um and it and it normally involves um custom seating but also custom drive controls so you know we tend to think of joystick drive controls but but there are some who drive it by using pads positioned by their head or, or even just the ability to use their eyes and, a, and there's a camera following their eyes to help oh, them drive. So there are some amazing, um, we, we, we found innovation in those alternative drives and okay. we saw some very good, you know, they're making a, a good uh, mechanical uh, wheelchair, but in the middle, there wasn't the brain, you know, we couldn't have a hackathon about it because wow. there was nothing really to hack. And um, so that's where we began focusing um, our attention, which was to say, you know, we're going to we're going to push forward and connect to the rest of the world. So we're going to connect to Alexa and, and Google Fit and, and Apple Health and and those kinds of things and allow you as the person uh, living with mobility to choose to share things with certain people if if your battery is low for oh, instance you know i want it to be shared with someone we had a situation with Catherine where she had a surgery in st louis and we live in nashville and, and the chair was parked there for several days someone well it was her father uh forgot to bring the charger wow. and so the battery dies you know so the you sure. know and so oh no and we got it all sorted out but her chair now with lucy it would uh, it would text us and say, hey, the batteries dropped below 20 percent. It would keep it would just manage things, I think, kind of the way we all assume it would. But uh, back to your question, how do you order a chair? Normally you'd go in and a clinician would evaluate you and your ability to drive, what drive method is best, what seating would be best to protect you and your skin, and then what drive model, front wheel or mid wheel or whatever would would serve your needs and then that would be ordered and normally insurance or medicare or medicaid would need to respond well well at the time of the order now you could just uh choose lucy and lucy would be a part of that order now so that's oh, very um, cool so it makes it a lot easier it, it can be done after the fact and we've done a few of those okay. um using you know salespeople in different regions but but most of the things we're seeing are our new chairs and, and early on, especially at the VA, we've, we've spent a lot of time early on here um, in the VA. And that's been a, that's been a great honor to get to do that. Very cool. So I want to cover how some of this stuff works because like obviously adding Alexa and Google assistant and the cloud and um, some of the other features, do you want to talk about those features? Because it's actually quite fascinating and, it's kind of crazy that it hasn't been on these chairs until you guys put it on these chairs. Is that fair to say? That's a fair thing to say. And, and honestly, when we started down the road, we believed it existed. We just hadn't seen it. And then right. as we researched and couldn't find it, we became just fascinated. I mean, my bathroom scale is connected to everything. Sure. You yep. know, the toaster is telling me things. Everything's telling me something. But that wasn't really going on in um, in this space, and um, and so we really wanted to set out to kind of create and forge new levels of communication between the user of the wheelchair, that driver, and and their team, and the rest of the world. 
Um, so, you know, we just since we, in the last few months, we announced a partnership with the Smart Cities Alliance, oh, amazing. you know, and some things we're doing there. And so we've tried to build uh, bridges with the technology so we can connect to those things. And and right now, like, for instance, um, with um, Alexa, for instance, um, a lot of times people will get their chair plugged in and then they'll trans, you'll be transferred into their bed. And, and, you know, if, if, if my daughter gets up in the morning and the chair wasn't plugged in right, or it's not charging, uh, that's going to change your whole day. Sure. Right. It's yeah, a big deal. Totally. And so this way she can say, Alexa, ask my Lucy if it's charging and then Amazing. it'll give her a report on all that. And as we go forward, you're going to see us in the next few uh, months and all show, um, applying AI to seating and oh, intelligent seating systems where we're bringing data for time and seat, or, uh, you know, some people use an air type cushion. Is that pressure uh, at the right? It's supposed to be at a certain pressure. And if it deviates too much, it's, it stops performing the way it's supposed to. Well, we should be able to, that's not, that's not impossible to solve, you know? And so uh, tagging of ramps, you know, so, uh, certain ramps going into vans or certain situations, uh, it can help you in a more what we would call autonomous for, but an automated way. Um, we think Lucy's going to have a real role in mapping accessible routes, you know, especially within public buildings or sidewalks, those kinds of things. So we've kind of worked on a lot of things, and then at a certain point, uh, narrowed down and said, okay, we're going to to issue the first, you know, the safety system that that goes on the chair and and then uh, and then does over the air updates. So we're already, I think, on one point three. Amazing. It's only been, you know, we're, it, that's that's really exciting too. You know, to be able to to add benefit and feature and fun to the product. No, that's awesome. So, how does the actual chair with Lucy? connect to the internet is it through my smartphone is it bluetooth my smartphone how does that connectivity work currently um it's it's going to connect with wi-fi okay. to networks that you've established and then um it has on board as well um some cell technology so gotcha. so it, it can it can uh, connect when it needs to that's awesome and all the data is anonymized and and those kinds of things so it's there was a lot of emphasis in security. Interesting. That was going to be one of my questions to you. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So do you collect data? So obviously you can make the product better, but you don't know the customer. But can I opt in to give you more data if I choose to? Or how does that work? You can do that. Yes, that's right. And And we do keep it aggregated and anonymized kinds of data. But if you but you have the right to determine how your data will be used, you know, so so the it's it's more operating like an operating system on a wheelchair sure. and it is generating data about the wheelchair and and, you know, how many collisions have been avoided, drop offs have been avoided. And they have, you know, the user has all that data with their My Lucy app and then and they're in control of where that's shared. And so uh -huh. we've sort of taken three stances around it. One is that, you know. Collision avoidance, all the core features, um, those exist whether you opt in or out of using the app. It's going to function gotcha. either way. And then the second sort of uh, stance we took was that 
the user controls the use of their personally identified data. And so that, that lets the driver be in control of whether or not anyone else can see that information, you know, that explicitly has their identity. And then, um, and then we still do over the air updates, even if you don't opt in, we had to, we felt build trust in an area where, again, this is not an area that's been kind of uh, addressed right. in this particular market. So we put out a, a privacy and security report. We published a 30 some page book on here's how we think safety systems should be tested in this industry. Wow. And then we put out a document called Judging Smart that they're they're actually teaching in a course at Ohio State and at University of Washington, just saying, if we're going to say, you know, wheelchairs are smart, how are we judging that? Well, could we apply standards from the automotive world to this? Could we apply standards from this and here? And and that's uh, hopefully provoking um, good discussion and a future roadmap in this industry. But again, these are all topics that had been really kind of left out of the conversation. You know, it was kind of a mechanical, uh, this is my term for it, but it's kind of a mechanical industry. You know, we adjust and move bolts and, and we tighten screws and then we put a cushion on it. And, and, and there wasn't a lot of software-based development, it didn't seem. And so, so we're kind of doing something, um, for this industry, which may sound like, gosh, that should already exist, but strangely, it, it didn't in this uh, in this this kind of corner of the of the of the medical world. Sure, no, it's it's inspiring that you and your brother decided to tackle such a huge problem, right? And the the well. the question though is. How did you get these partnerships with these wheelchair companies? Because it's that's got to be hard to do. Well, um, it ha it has been you know quite a a journey. Um, I think um, I would answer first by saying you know we didn't start the product. We didn't set out to start a company. At a certain point, we realized if this was going to happen. Right. It would take a company that was very focused and strategic about it to do it. And and then, you know, we kind of came to the realization that, that maybe this was ours to do. And um, and so we did we did spend a lot of time developing it, uh, the technology, doing our FDA things and our FCC things and literally worked with uh, TI on a new millimeter wave radar and oh, wow. worked with Intel on using cameras in different ways. And, and so, and we, we were really grateful for everyone who helped us, but at the core was this incredible team of, of engineers and some freelance engineers and freelance product designers and, that were working with us for, you know, a couple of years in the dark on it. So it was, it was a big, um, it was a big risk, but it also felt like we felt like we were seeing something and had the IP to, to back it up so that if we were right in our vision of of what we were trying to do that that we would be uh we would be okay and so so that's that's the decision we made now as far as the manufacturers you know um we are i'm happy to say we are working alongside four of the five manufacturers and i hope the that's fifth awesome. will join us soon and and um so you know that's been again you know we're such a, a small company 
and then these are such larger companies uh, that has been its own education. But um, we've had a really good. I would say the first one we worked with was named Permobile, um, and we chose Permobile because that was the chair my daughter had. And uh, you know, there were lots of people in in our little industry going, "Well, why did they choose Permobile, and how did they?" And it was pretty simple. That's the one Catherine was in, and then several of our family friends were in Permobiles, and so that's where we started. And uh, they've been a great partner with us right from the get-go, and um, and that's that's continuing. That relationship's continuing. And we didn't know what it would be like, but but they've been very good to work with. And now we've started working with these other companies, you know, Quickie Sunrise, and and um, and so I think we'll uh, we'll just keep doing that and. Um, it is a difficult industry because of, you know, you're still dealing with, uh, CMS coding situations, right. You know, and, um, and so that takes time. And again, a lot of our approach has been to go, okay, what is the, what is the mountain that is to be climbed here? <laughs> um, let's go see if we can reach out to people that are, are successful in this or are experts at it. And, um, and, and let's go learn. You know, and so we we tend to uh, see ourselves as people that are pretty aggressive about uh, seeking people out and learning things and studying the best practices and then innovating and applying them. And so it it has been that sounds maybe a little too uh, uh, simple, but uh, but that has been how we've approached it. And we've had some great marketing partners. And I think that helped, too. You know, I, I have to say, you know, I can't our little company can't take credit for all of that. I mean, all of a sudden we were getting notices that, that we never thought of, you know, when we were in time or, or uh, popular science or whatever, that, that was a shock, you know? So all of a sudden that really helped us help bring us to the table uh, in a better fashion. I think. No, that's, that's amazing. And I think too, like some of these companies that you're working with, like Intel, like they're always looking for, innovative things as well right to be a part of and especially when you know they can really help out with their technology whatever you're doing right that's right that's right and i again because we are looking at uh, issues like autonomy or or uh, sensor information and how to process that in a different way um i think that was uh, uh of interest to them too because sure. um we were we were doing things in a different way. We were looking at, at uh, objects uh, from a different uh, lens. And I, I think that that led to some interesting discoveries and and uh, and made us good partners to work with. I hope it did. And uh, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. I, I was trying to think if there was uh, if I got your question answered on how people order it. Did I did I make sure I answered that? Yeah, you did. OK, um, great. Yeah. So the, the one thing I'm curious about and you, you've kind of touched on a little bit is some of the features but i'm curious to know how do you do the like collision avoidance and the 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 drop off and tip protection type stuff because are you using like camera sensors for that or or walk us through some of the actual hardware okay um on the hardware that attaches to the chair you'll have a millimeter wave radar um okay. that's giving us a very good picture of things and then you have uh, several uh, stereo vision cameras uh, that are providing all kinds of information to us. And then you will have also some ultrasonics and, and even our ultrasonics have been custom made and hot wired a little bit. Um, 
so that they they perform better in lead certified buildings and it's just so noisy the ultrasonic right. world and so so the ultrasonic uh, sensor works with the other two as kind of a a, a fail safe or a checker and then those three sensor feeds are fused uh, and we use um, arm processing and then um, we have on board several uh, imus and um, and so it's all in kind of a um, if you could picture it it's it's like a, a frame a steel frame with these modular hardware pieces so it bolts directly to the chair using existing screws in the power chair kind of between the seat and the wheels is where okay. we always are, are positioned there and um and so different models of and brands of wheelchairs might use a different frame but they're using different modular pieces that we've designed and you know tested at you know ip54 and the different standards to make sure it's collision ready and waterproof and those kinds of things and then up on the joystick there's a there's a little dashboard area thing that we attach and then there's um, a hub on the back that's protected from water and things but but it really is a usb hub so that we can uh, begin to add other things and publish an api so that uh, research can be done in fact right now university of washington has a team in denver uh, working with our team there's certain kinds of data they need from chairs for pediatric research and oh, so um, you know it's coming up on thanksgiving so we have a few days where we just um just allowed our team to help uh, so so we can make good things happen in that in that regard so so anyway that frame attaches it has that complement of hardware on it and then there's a little something up by the joystick we call the dashboard there's something on the foot plates uh there's a we call it the scout it's the furthest forward uh sensor and then okay. um and then that's it you know so it installs it takes about 45 minutes and then the the app allows you to set certain preferences or boundaries if a person had a a ventilator on the back of their chair they may need a little extra space there but generally uh -huh. if you think of the uh, top down footprint of the uh the wheelchair we're trying to give a 360 degree view and um and then the other thing that we're doing as far as drive control that's interesting um is we test the user's reaction time oh fascinating and this has not been done before uh in this space and so instead of trying to set torque settings to a motor um or choose you know, like your old toasters you know choose uh, what how do you want your toast do you want a one or a seven well i i don't even know what that means um we now are saying let's just measure the reaction time of this person so that we can have our software do the calculations to keep uh -huh. the world within their reach comfortably within their reach so if they're driving in an open space and they have a slow reaction time they'll be able to just go as fast as they need to go but if they're in a confined enclosure and they need a little extra time it'll help slow so they can react to it so they can still be in control of their experience and so it's a pretty neat deal yeah fascinating that's that's really cool so yeah. you you taught you touched on what's shown to um the person on the dashboard is it kind of constantly updating or what type of data or uh visuals are they getting on that dashboard it's very simple um there's an 
you know, and in the future, down the road, we may integrate with joystick makers or come up with a different, more evolved dashboard. Okay. Um, but we, we originally we chose the simple one. It, it's telling them um, each user is given a a key for their okay their wheelchair now, and the key is a security item for data. So if they don't want their data identified, right. um, then then they can keep that key away from it. But if the key is there, or if they went to another chair with Lucy on it and put their key on it, the settings would go to their settings and the That's data cool. would follow, right? That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, that's never happened in this industry. I know it happens in others, but, and so, so they have the key and, and, um, so it shows is the key present. And then the next light is telling them if they're connected to Wi-Fi, um, if they're connected to cell. And then probably the, the two things that are m most important there are, there is a light that shows if a sensor is blocked in some way. Uh, ah. You can imagine if if uh, if my daughter was wearing a dress and it fell in front of one of the sure. sensors, then it would it would light it would change you know from green to yellow or green to red, so she would know there was something blocking the way. And then uh, there's an override button, and and again this allows a person to say you know I know it's telling me not to drive forward or no it's saying uh, there'll be a collision you know but I don't uh, this is what I want to do. Right. Uh, they still have the opportunity for that. Or there's a port there if they're using an alternative drive, you know, where there's switches, they're called switches. They can switch control to override. So so the user is always the final authority. Um, when and, th and that was that seemed very important in all of our design discussions with users. And so so that's what's on that dashboard. It's it's pretty simple right now. And um, now the app itself is. <laughs> is um, it's one of those things that we're learning about. I'm, it's gaining complexity. If you, you can imagine sure, if, we're, yep. if we're adding, we're tracking collision avoided and we're tracking uh, all these different things, then we're also adding uh, smart seating as we move forward. And then, you know, we're, we have also now this visualizer. If you think of typical automotive, that view uh, that you get that shows you top down of your vehicle and yep. let you know how far you are from things. Well, we, we're we're getting ready to announce we'll have that in our app, so that you could have that if you wanted it while you were driving. You could imagine, you know, my daughter, my daughter's spine, and and she's not necessarily. Um, I talk about her because that's a that's a person I'm closely related to. You know, I'm right. I'm not in a chair, so I I don't know the experience, but I know what it is to love and care about someone who is having that experience and be part of the caregiving team. But, um, you know, she, her spine is fused, you know, with so for two dozen screws, so she can't crank around and look. So backing uh -huh. up is a, I think, so we thought, well, maybe a visualizer would help. Now, obviously if she were backing up and something was there, Lucy would stop the chair. So right. she wouldn't run into her dog or whatever she was doing. But, um, but we thought, well, maybe a visualizer would be helpful. So, so now we're starting to get into that that area of design where we're we're about to have a little uh, summit and uh, look at the industrial design side of, you know, how do we make this app the uh, the easiest to use? That's amazing. But uh, Barry, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So, how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about Lucy and any other links you want to mention? All right. I would love that. Um, 
We're at uh, lucy.com. We're spelled different. We're L-U-C-I. Um, Lucy came to us. Uh, Catherine's favorite song is Lucy in the Sky. Oh, very cool. And, I was going to uh, ask so, that, actually, when you mentioned that, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a code name for the cloud development. And then when we were trying to figure out the the actual name, uh, one of the creative teams said, why wouldn't we use Lucy? And you're like, oh. And so we were we've been really grateful for that. It's It's been a fun name to to get to be a part of and and so we're lucy.com we're lucy mobility on instagram and twitter and all the socials and um and so th that's probably the easiest way to to get a hold of us and and um and we're starting to see you know a lot of interest from technology uh, outside of the seating and mobility wheelchair space because you know with ride technology or industrial robots or um, even devices, you know, forklifts that are, you know, ZTR and, and do different things with it. I think our approach is starting to uh, be a unique approach. We And I don't know that we understood that when we started, but we sure see it now that, uh, that that's going to be a whole new uh, phase of development for the technology. So, so this will be kind of an exciting uh, part of that, I think. No, that's, yeah, totally. That's that's fascinating. Well, Barry, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day, man. Man, thank you for letting me be a part of this. This is an, an honor to get to be on here. Thank you so much for your okay. kind words, too. Oh, no, thank you, man. Have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community. Sign up for our newsletter or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.